T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You know, sometimes a producer's job is to know how to get the vibes back on track. And and Zach knowing that we got to put that last hour on ice. Not a bad way to do it. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, we're in for Nate Geary this week. Uh, thank you to everyone that called last hour and uh, decided to make me uh, want to pop my eyeballs out. And to those that agreed with me and... Congrats, Curtis, on not crashing your vehicle. I definitely want people to stay safe. Uh, but <laughs> we had some fun. I'm for that. I'm always about fun and chaos. Thank you guys for deciding to sow some of it. So uh, now I reap what I sow. Unfortunately, that's the life I live. I'm all about the chaos. And uh, one of the more chaotic things about, and I'm going to tie things in together here, because first hour we talked some savers. Second hour we've been talking some bills. We're going to continue talking some bills. But one of the more chaotic things that I always enjoy is our next guest, Greg Thompson of Cover One, uh, when he does my favorite hashtag on Twitter, which is Greg doesn't know hockey. And I got to say, it's one of the more fun things about Twitter for me. And Greg Thompson, Cover One, joining us now on Sports Talk Saturday on the West Her Hotline. Greg, you may not know hockey, but the Sabres 3-1 and one and uh, looking pretty solid so far. It looks like a fun team, even though they may or may not be good. Yeah, absolutely. And for a, a hockey neophyte, it's been entertaining. You, you can, for someone, I think some people assume it's a shtick and I'm just playing into it. I genuinely have no idea what's going on <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm watching hockey. But I will say, I'm into my second season of it now. I'm, I'm obviously picking up things that are going on. You can tell the difference of the guys moving, the energy, the speed at which they're playing, and, and the the approach to it is a much more entertaining product for someone who doesn't understand the finer points of it. So at least it, it's more fun watching this year. Last year was a bit of a chore. Oh, yeah, no, you don't got to tell me that, man. I, I'm very familiar in the route of that misery. But uh, I do enjoy watching watching you tweeting about the games because, I like like you said, like I know that you genuinely just don't know about hockey and, and you want to enjoy it. So hats off to you and uh it's always fun to watch someone becoming a fan even watching such a terrible product as the buffalo sabers have been but i didn't have you on here to talk about how you don't know hockey i was here to bring you on because you do know about football and the bills are on the bye week and my head almost exploded last hour um so i need to talk to someone again so i can calm down Uh, (laughs) but uh if you missed it, it it was 
callers decided, hey, we're going to bring some chaos uh, about Brian Dable. So that was fun. And uh, now, though, we're going to get back on track here, and uh, we're going to talk about the the team and how you think they've been doing so far with a 4-2 and two start as they head into the bye week, Greg. So, obviously, you know, I think that if you ask people ahead of time what the record's going to be at the bye, obviously you have some people that said, oh, 6-0, and oh, we're going to win every game. I think 4-2 and two is probably a pretty common uh, – response there with you know a, a tough game at the opener and then two road games against teams we lost to last year in week five and week six um i think that as the season had come along and having you know so many fans had the approach of i'll believe the bills can beat the chiefs when i see the bills beat the chiefs and you know for good reason we we hadn't seen it so seeing that and then in you know arrowhead with a dominant win fans were rightful to feel confident and feel good and to say you know i think my team is the best team in the nfl we were you know trying to tell fans that hey you know it's only one game out of 17 it does matter you know for tiebreakers and things like that but in the grand scheme of things if if we beat the chiefs it doesn't mean they can't beat us in the playoffs if we lose to the chiefs it doesn't mean we can't beat them in the playoffs it's the same thing for the titans i get it that was a weird fluky game we played against a team that needed no holding calls on a 76-yard touchdown. We got holding calls on a 101-yard touchdown. A ball bouncing off of our Pro Bowl safety's helmet. You know, the tip passes that go up in the air for Josh Allen got picked off. Four tip passes go up in the air for Tannehill. None of them get picked off. They needed all those things to go in their favor, and the Bills still had the ball at the two-yard line going in to win the game with 13 seconds left. So, I get it that it's frustrating. I get it that there's a lot of nits to pick on, hey, we could have done this and could have done that. This is a darn good team that all those things went against us, and they were still there to beat a playoff caliber 4-2 and two team. It should be more reassuring than it is frustrating, but it was frustrating to watch. Yeah, and it was frustrating to watch. And the, the question that I asked Matt Perino in the, in the last hour, and I'll ask it to you as well, Greg, uh, that game in particular against Tennessee, it was – it managed to be both of these things to me. They deserved to lose that game because of the goal line woes, how bad the defense was playing overall in the second half. But at the same time, they also lost on a total fluke. One of the best quarterback sneak guys that there is in the entire league. And the next thing you know, he slips on a fourth and one. Like, what are the odds? So, it's to me, that I one... I can tell you the odds. It was nine of his last ten, and I think... 15 of his last 17 so pretty good odds that he wouldn't slip yeah and and that was it like he slipped it, it, it's just it's so fluky that you managed to lose like that when you could look at so many other reasons as to why they lost the game but that was the final one like that was the final play and it just ended up being all right well we just lost in the weirdest way possible um going ahead and taking the Hal murray and saying hold my beer so, and Zach brought it up saying that we just lose games in weird ways heading into bye weeks. So, well, and a way to step back and look at it is if, if anyone remembers the last 20 years, some of the infuriating confidence that Patriots fans would have after a loss where they were just brushing off and be like, eh, that's fine. We'll probably beat you next time. We need to start being like that. The, the Bills are good. They're not going to go undefeated. They're not going to go 17-0. They're going to lose some games here or there. But guess what? The rest of the way out of the 11 games, the Bills are going to be favored in 10 out of 11 games. They're really, really good. They're going to win the vast majority of those. We, 
we need to stop living each game as a referendum on, well, does our offensive coordinator know what he's doing? Is Josh Allen really a franchise quarterback? Does our coach, is he aggressive enough to be able to do these things? Yes, yes, yes. It's okay. They're not going to go undefeated. It still hurts. It's frustrating. We need to carry ourselves with a bit more confidence that this team's really, really good, but it doesn't mean they're going to go undefeated and never lose a game ever. Yeah, like even the great teams lose a couple games in a season. And looking at the schedule the rest of the way, I don't know if the Bills lose any more than two uh, throughout the rest of this stretch. So, hey, 13-4, and that's a really great team. They have four losses. Oh, well. Like, that's the worst-case scenario for this team. It looks like from according to that schedule. It is the NFL. Any team can beat any team. But, like you said, we do need to develop a little bit more of this uh, a bit of arrogance that we are going to be able to get them back or we are going to be able to tag back on that because one of the big narratives, Greg, and I asked this earlier, is, oh, now the like the Titans are a bad matchup for the Bills in the playoffs. I, I just need everyone to be able to help me out and say that's a little ridiculous and no, it's not. It's so – Derrick Henry is a bad matchup for every human in the NFL. <laughs> there is no other person in the NFL who says, oh, I'm not worried about that 6'3", 250-pound freight train coming toward me. Um, you, Micah Hyde threw you know, his body in the way. God bless him. I, you know how much respect he earned seeing a full head of steam Derrick Henry coming at him? And there would have been a lot of business decisions around the rest of the NFL doing that thing where you kind of – jump to the side and then grab on and kind of try to hope to trip him or just ride him to the ground. No, there, you know, Micah said, no, I'm not afraid of you. I I might get crumpled here, but I'm going to put my body in the way. And he did. He made the tackle. It wasn't the most graceful thing on earth, but he, he threw his body in there. I think that little microcosm of the game shows they're not afraid of what's going on here. If they were afraid of him and afraid of that team, Sure, then I'm concerned about it. If they go at it again, you want to know what? Derrick Henry breaks tackles. If you took away all, you only gave Derrick uh, Derrick Henry credit for the yards after contact, he'd still lead the NFL in rushing. That's how good of a season he's having. Now, that's like when you go to play the Chiefs. Well, Tyreek Hill is a terrible matchup. You can still have a strategy to stop him. There, when you play the Ravens, Lamar Jackson's a terrible matchup. You can still have a strategy to stop him. They will have a strategy to stop him. They will be able to go in. it. To, to be honest, I think they maybe went away from it towards him too much in the second half and gave up some of the passing things. Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier have shown the willingness to adapt and to shift to those things. They'll learn from it. If they play the Titans again, I think the Bills will be favored. I think the Bills should win the game, but the Titans are a good team. It's okay that good teams play well against you. It's the way that it works. I don't think that there's some like magical bad matchup just like – the Chiefs weren't some boogeyman before they went into Arrowhead and smoked Kansas City there. It's just that, yeah, they had a couple games go their way. The Titans had some fluky plays go their way two games in a row. If they play again, and they played ten times, I think the Bills would win eight out of ten. Yeah. I, I, Greg, you're absolutely right. Greg Thompson, cover one, joining us here on the Western Hotline. So, looking back on it, the two losses that the Bills have incurred so far this season are against division winners who had double-digit wins last year. So it's not like they're losing to a random team that doesn't have a track record in recent years. 
The Steelers won the AFC North last year. The Titans won the AFC South last year and put a beat down on the Bills that made a Tuesday night so miserable for us that we all just figured give up at halftime and stop watching. They're, like The team's fine, and everything's been okay. So, Greg... Enough about the sunshine, though, about this team and, like, everything's golden. I do want to see what are areas of this team that you would like to see improve overall on this Bills team so that some of those fans that are a little panicky, they can calm down. So, obviously, the biggest one is – so, it's the biggest concern, and it also should be the biggest area for hope. If you say Brian Dable, I'm jumping out a window. (laughs) it is the red zone offense in execution. Now, I think there's a mix there for anyone who saw some of the breakdowns. You know, it wasn't Josh's best game in the red zone. There were some open guys in the end zone ready to catch touchdown passes, and Josh just missed them. He didn't see them. Now, you know, I think the offensive line gave up a little too much pressure. Josh was having to scramble and break out and roll out. It's understandable, but those are plays that, you know, if I'm going to also call him an MVP candidate and a franchise quarterback and a top five quarterback in the league, I need you to see those guys. I need you to see them break open in the end zone. Now, on those plays, Brian Dable schemed that up for Emmanuel Sanders to come open. Brian Dable schemed it up for Stephon Diggs to sit down in the right spot in the zone and catch touchdown passes. And if Josh hits them, it's 14 nothing instead of 6 nothing. And we're praising Brian Dable for his play calls. Now, later, there were other that I put on Dable that I think he didn't, you know, put them in the best position to succeed. It's not either or for me. So far, we've had a mix of bad luck, some, you know, some things where Josh has shown the ability to convert on those things, some areas we probably got too cute in the play calling. But all those things said, we're still number two in the NFL in scoring by three points, one of only two teams with over 200 points. So if we're griping about how poor the red zone offense is and we've also scored 200 points, math and trends would tell you in the second half of the season that's going to start going our direction. Stephon Diggs is still really good. Emmanuel Sanders is still really good. Those are things that can and should turn around, but they need to. Brian Dable needs to have a better plan when they're getting in close. Josh needs to keep a little cooler head. The offensive line needs to give him another half a beat to be able to keep his senses and see the guys breaking open on these good play calls and these good routes being run. And then you can convert more of those for touchdowns, which is scary when you're talking about, you know, that's three games now where we beat the Dolphins 35 nothing, the Texans 40 to nothing, and put up 31 points on the Titans. Those three games equaling 106 points in three games, and everyone's takeaway is, man, what's wrong with the offense? Shouldn't we be better than this? I mean, how did we only score 106 points? This is pitiful. <laughs> like, do you understand what a different stratosphere we are in as a fan base now than the previous 20 years? It's unbelievable that 35 nothing, 40 to nothing, and 31 points on the Titans. And our takeaway is, man, this just isn't good enough. I, I don't get it. And part of it, Greg, it looks like it's a bit of a two-pronged thing, is how well the defense has been playing overall. Despite the 34 points that they let up on Monday night, they still lead the league in points per game, uh, points against per game. And they're still second in the league in points for. Oh, man, the offense dropped from one to two. That's the problem, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, in... For anyone who thought that this was all of a sudden the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens, we we never were. That that, those metrics were they were because of 
the schedule. And now what you should do against a poor schedule, you should dominate them, and they did. That's all you can do. You can't set the schedule, but you should beat down bad teams. They've done that. Now, in this game, there was definitely a couple things. If you're going to have any gaps in tackling, Derrick Henry is the number one player in the NFL who's going to you know, show that. Some of the other stuff was still pretty fluky. I, I don't think there were a lot of like gaps that teams are going to say, oh, I got the blueprint now. We throw the ball 45 down, your, down, field, uh, down, uh, down the field, bounce it off Micah Hyde's helmet, and have our guy toe-tap at the sideline. That's the blueprint to beat the Bills. You know, I, I don't know that all of a sudden it exposed some flaw, but I always thought, hey, I think we could be back to that 2018-2019 Bills defense that was a top four to eight unit in the NFL. They weren't dominant. They weren't the best in the league by far, but they were pretty darn good. If you add in a very good offense, which we obviously have with the gripes we were just joking about, and now you add in a pretty good defense, you could be onto something special. I think that's what we have. I don't think we were ever going to be a historic defense. It just kind of looked that way because of the cupcake schedule. And now I think we're going to level back into that. And honestly, with the schedule coming up here, we're probably going to look dominant again for a little bit. And then against the good teams, the Buccaneers, maybe the Saints, maybe the Panthers, you know, we'll probably have some normal performances where teams can score some points. Um, But this is a good defense, and I don't think the Tennessee game changes my opinion on that. They were always good. They were never amazing. They're still going to be good. They're probably not going to be amazing. You know, you talk about cupcakes. Like, yeah, I'm going to be fat and happy with the upcoming schedule here with uh, with some of the matchups the Bills are going to have coming up here. Uh, Greg, one of the more fascinating points about this team, though, has been uh, the evolution of Dawson Knox, which we saw happening late last season, and now him blossoming into the leading touchdown. He leads the team in touchdowns. Uh, he leads all tight ends, actually, in the NFL in touchdowns with five. Knox's play, how have you seen it so far this year? And perfect timing, of course, he breaks his hand. But, you know, adding that dimension to this offense and what his impact has been so far. Um, I, I always try to be even-handed with things. I, I certainly don't have any problem patting myself on the back when I make good calls. One of my biggest whiffs was Dawson Knox coming into this year. Um, I was the proponent of, hey, I hope Dawson Knox develops and gets consistency and catches the ball, but hope is not a plan. I want a backup plan at tight end. Um, Dawson Knox has proven me wrong five times over with, with his performance so far. <laughs> he has taken that step forward. He's shown that the athletic profile that so many others believed in, that if he could help it click, he could be really special. He's playing special and looks really, really good. Um Obviously, I, I, I guess in hindsight, I wish I had been accidentally right and they still would have got that backup plan because <laughs> they put that guy in right now. Um, but Dawson Knox has looked really exciting. He was a guy, if you believe in things like the, the RAS score, those relative athletic scores, you know, he's very literally up in that Darren Waller, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, you know, lofty heights uh, from an athleticism standpoint. He just couldn't, you know, keep the focus to catch the football and needed to be able to do that more consistently. You know, he obviously has shown you, you talked about his work with the hand-eye coordination specialist doing the color-coded ping-pong ball training and things like that, going to tight end university, putting that work in, being humble and coachable, all those things you want to hear out of an athletic marvel like he is. He's really put those things together here. It's been exciting. Um, Now, you, you joke about a guy who had trouble catching the ball. He figures it out, and now he breaks his hand. You know, it's Murphy's Law. Yeah. Um, I, I hope 
like everybody else. I've heard things at the high end that this could be a four- to six-week thing. I hope it's not that long, but honestly, if it's a bye week and then we come out Dolphins, Jags, Jets, you know, uh, put it on ice, man. Sit them down, yeah. We we can probably handle the Dolphins, the Jags, and the Jets without you. (laughs) You know, you go ahead and get right and come back when you're ready. Um, I feel confident from everything that I've read and other injury people. You know, I'm a big fan of Kyle Trimble, who does banged up bills. Um, guys like that, that I don't think there's any concern that he's not going to be ready for the stretch run. The Bills have erred on the side of caution. If there's any reason not to play a guy, they usually lean that way. So I'm going to guess we don't see him for a couple weeks here. Um, but he seemed confident in the social media posts I've seen saying he's going to be right back out there. Most of the things I've heard are at the high end, it's four to six weeks. I think we might miss him for a little bit, but he's shown to be a critical piece of this offense now and someone that I'm pleasantly happy to be wrong about being excited to have him back. Hey, man, it's always good to be able to point out the things that you, that you don't get either because like, I, it shows that you know, you're, you're humble, like this Bills team, humble and hungry, you know. So, hey, sometimes, but that also allows you, if you're the first person to point it out, that means you better be the first person to pop off when you're right. So I'm for you that. Know, I appreciate <laughs> it. That's, that's my energy right there. That's, uh, I, I certainly don't have any problem uh, bringing attention to the calls I make right, but you've got to take your medicine when you miss one. Exactly, and, uh, and it makes it feel all that much better. So, Greg, enjoy the bye week. Enjoy just watching football or doing whatever or not watching football if you don't feel like it uh, on your Sunday. So enjoy your time off for the bye week, and then uh, we'll see you back at it on Twitter. Uh, tell the good people where to hear you, where to find you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Anytime I can jump on, appreciate your time, Derek. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Greg Thompson find me on the cover one network you can find our youtube channel or my shows doing our preview show wednesday nights and our post game shows after the game uh come and find me anywhere they're always having a good time on twitter with bills fans but appreciate your time today it was awesome he's always having a good time on twitter with bills and sabers fans so that's greg thompson greg thank you for joining me here on this bills at the buy outlook on sports talk saturday go bills go bills and uh yeah as you just mentioned you can find him on Twitter, at Greg Tomset. We'll have the entire guest list out from a tweet on the GR page. We'll get everyone their proper shout-outs because we've talked to a lot of people today. We've talked to you, the fans, the listeners, the callers, and um, there were some fun exchanges to it, but we get to do it all over again. Why? we got two more segments left. Get on in here. You got thoughts on the Bills? If you want to contend me on this Brian Dable thing again, sure, why not? I'm ready for the chaos. Um, the Sabres. You know, there's the interesting report about Jack Eichel and what's going on there. Um, I have some words about that in the next segment as we flip between the Bills and the Sabres as we get through the last half hour of this one here on Sports Talk Saturday. 803-0551-888-552-550. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, we're in for Nate Geary today. You're listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I'm not sure what you're doing here, Zach. Oh, there it is. Okay. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones. We're hanging out with you for another half hour here on WGR on Sports Talk Saturday. We're in for Nate Geary as we're just hanging out, talking some bills, talking some sabers, making my head explode. And now I'm going to just turn around and just light another stick of dynamite and throw it in the water. See what happens. So, the last report about Jack Eichel is that his camp is going to come to the team about trying to approve that neck surgery. The disc replacement instead of the disc fusion that the Sabres want and prefer. Eichel's camp reportedly to make the final case to the Sabres about the disc replacement surgery. To me, this says one of two things. Their camp wants to get this over with simply for a recovery timeline because the guy just wants to play hockey again. And that's fair. You know, it's your job. It's what you do for a living. It's your it's the thing that you're good at. And I would hope it's a thing that you would enjoy to do. Eichel's still sitting out, obviously. And he wants that surgery because he's looking out for the long-term health. I respect that. And I respect what the Sabres are doing. They're holding on to an asset. They want to be in control of the asset. Both of these things could be correct. But miss me with this, oh, he's the toxic one take. Like, oh, they're winning games because Jack Eichel's not on the ice. He was on the ice then last season. And they were not good still. It just missed me with that kind of take because of the fact that, look, It didn't work. It's a failed era. And that's perfectly acceptable to admit. It didn't work. None of it worked. That's okay. The plan to get him, that part worked. But that was the only thing that worked. Because that part involved losing on purpose. That part worked. Congrats. Mission accomplished banner, thumbs up sign. Cool. That was still one of the dumbest things that we've ever had to do. And the media circle here within Buffalo still has not properly healed from that. Looking at you, Harrington. Um, However, it's okay to admit that it's a failed era, 
you don't have to go ahead and tell me, oh, Jack's the toxic one, and that's and he alone is why they why they were so bad for so long. First off, they were bad well before he showed up. And second, more importantly, they traded away a 2C when they wanted to add and strengthen the center depth. I just want to go ahead and say, anything you got to say about Jack Eichel, can we just turn it and say Jason Bottrell instead? He meant well, he tried, every move blew up in his face. Even the one that was an absolute win, trading Jeff Skinner for a, a mid-round pick in Cliff Poo, he managed to make that one blow up in his face by handing Skinner $9 million. So don't, if you want to blame just one person, I will accept the words Jason Bottrell far before I will say I will accept the words Jack Eichel. And I know. Why am I bringing this up? Because just people want to just be heavy and hard on social media right now about this whole Jack Eichel was the problem and the Sabres are 3-1 and one because he's definitely not playing. Again, under Granado, they looked far better than they did under Kruger last year. They still were bad. And that's okay. It's okay to admit it. Yet a goaltender who is now even worse off than where he was here. Carter Hutton won one game last year. One. And when Linus Allmark was out, that sank that team. It's unacceptable. And now he looks even worse in Arizona. You want to see guys succeed. You feel bad for them when they struggle. But man, Jason Bottrell sitting on his hands after being duped for one great season with St. Louis. Bottrell got duped by that from Carter Hutton and gave him the starting job. Jason Bottrell hired Ralph Kruger. That's the end of the discussion. That's it. We're done here. So miss me with this, oh, Eichel is the toxic one that sank this team. No. Forever shut up about it. And I'm going to shut up about it now because we should move on as a fan base. We should move on from this. We need to. This team needs to trade him so that we can move on from this. But you know what, Zach, this, the camp going back to the Sabres about artificial disc replacement thing is? You know what it is to me? As a kid, have you ever, like, like as a kid, you asked your parents, hey, mom, can I go sleep over at my buddy's house so we can hang out, play Madden, and just eat terrible snacks all night? Absolutely, yeah. And she says no. And then you think, I know. I'll go to dad. It's it's, it's the genius plan that always works. Just pit your parents against each other on an <laughs> In a situation you know you'll lose. The only downside is that mom and dad are the same person in this analogy. Yeah, they do both say no. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, they're literally the same person. You're just going back to mom. <laughs> just with new information. <laughs> Danny's parents said that I could sleep over. Why won't you let me? <laughs> That's what's going on here. Because we have reports that five teams are willing to accept that kind of surgery. So basically, they're looking at this saying, someone else's parents are letting me go trick-or-treating twice this year. Why won't you let me? That's what's going on here. 
I, I think is it going to yeah. work? No, of course it's not. But I think like just like is it funny? Pitting, yeah. But like just like pitting parents against each other is like you already know <laughs> these teams though are then like offering essentially garbage in a trade, but then are saying like oh but we'll let Jack get the surgery he wants and like that's kind of like I think that's where a lot of the issue is coming from is that the teams that will allow him to do that surgery probably are offering in terms of value next to nothing for Jack Eichel. And you know here's the big thing. Should they let him? Honestly, if you think that it's going to let you get a better return based on one of those teams, for example, just do it. I've been at that point for months. and I've been at that point for months. And a lot of us have. There's plenty of us that have. Like, Yeah, I'm like a lot of people. I want this over with. Because we do need someone coming back here that is going to have that star power that would allow the Sabres to continue to improve. Like last night we saw it, and I'm not looking at immediate needs, of course. I'm not stupid. I may be an idiot, but I'm not stupid. We can't look at this and think that an elite return wouldn't be a bad idea. You need something coming back from that. And until they're holding out on this, continuing, the longer it's going to take. You can't waste the asset forever. Maybe you do need to punt on it someday and take a lesser return. Maybe. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But for now, the Sabres are making it fun again, if only because of the fact that we have zero expectations tied to them now. Whereas the Bills, they lose one game and everyone and, and three people want Brian Dable out on the highway. Maddeningly want them out on the highway. <laughs> Ugh. I, yeah, I'm still, I'm still at a loss of words for those. I was gonna say I, I can, I could just like see it in your eyes the frustration. I'm you still, had to I'm deal still, with. I'm still not entirely sure what happened there. I'm telling you, there's three trigger words to Buffalo sports fans. It's Brian Dable, Jack Eichel, and Tremaine Edmonds. The <laughs> last three days on this station have proven that. <laughs> you have a little better pulse than I do about that. I, I'm very intermittent at these days. Um, I, ho- at, I post at, at 7 a.m. on a Bills game day. At this point, it's not a pulse. It's an erratic heartbeat, and a doctor needs to check on it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But you know what? I think we should wrap up callers for the day by taking Rob and Lancaster. Rob, how you doing? Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. How you guys doing? We're, hey, it's been a day. We're having fun on the show, and uh, hope you're willing to join in. What do you got? Uh, well, I wasn't planning on talking about Eichel, but I'm going to throw my two cents in. Hey, that, it's my, uh, I did this. I've been reading a little, <laughs> I'm sorry, what's that? I did this, so go ahead. <laughs> you, you did this. I did this to myself. Um, Bring it. <laughs> I read a lot of stuff on the Internet about people speculating this, that. Sabres are being mean, blah, blah, blah. Unless you are a doctor in the room, you are not qualified to sit here and assess exactly what the right thing to do is on either side. Um, I think ultimately what's going to have to happen here is he's going to have to get surgery and he's going to have to suit back up in the Sabres uniform and show that he's still got it 
before they can get next value. Anything short of that, they're getting 60 cents on the dollar. Um, going to the bills. I grew up in the Kelly era. I was your age when uh, we were going to Super Bowls. And I can tell anybody that we have a fantastic football team right now that is completely capable of winning the Super Bowl. Uh, you just had back-to-back night games on the road against two really good teams, and you split. And you were a yard away from going 2-0. and Anybody that's got a problem with that is out of their friggin' mind. Uh, you know, the, the, the schedule setting us up for an easy next four or five weeks. I think the critical things are going to be staying healthy and they're going to be how we're playing in December. Any uh, team that I've ever seen go on a championship run, whether it's a baseball team, hockey team, whatever, they're always playing their best, you know, football, for example, in December and January. They aren't playing the best football now. They're playing the best football at the end of the year. And one last thing, you know, for all you people out there that are all bent, it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. As great as uh, Aaron Rodgers is, he's got one. And there's a long list of guys who are great who've got one or two. Roethlisberger got two. It's hard. Emmanuel Sanders summed it up perfectly. He said, you know, even if you've got the team to do it, you need a bounce here or there to go all the way. So to all the people out there that are mad and angry, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, this is a great team. we got a great shot. And I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride. Whatever anybody else wants to do, that's their business. And that's really all i got. Rob, so just- have a good day. Rob, I just want you to stay on here real quick because I'm just going to – way to bring it home, man. Thank you. You just took everything and calm and collectively just went ahead and just as smooth as it could be. Not smooth-brained, smooth and suave. Thank you. You just put everything into the perspective. You're absolutely right about – one of the big things was, like, dude, it's hard to win a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers only has one. And he's one of the best players that has played in the modern era. And that's it. Like, that's all you got. He's only, he's only even been to one. He's only been – he's been two, right? No, nope. Didn't he, he lose he, one? No, it, no, he's only been to one. Oh, my God, that's worse. He's been really bad in NFC Championship games. Yeah, that's right. Dan Marino is considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's ringless. He only went to one and got boat raced by uh, – one of the great San Francisco 49er teams. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, so – and then as for the Sabres thing, that's an interesting take. That he thinks that Eichel will have to play for the Sabres in order to help him, like have teams sold on him, willing to trade for him, and to be able to allow him to continue his career and for the Sabres to get assets. That's interesting. I think it's an interesting take, but I, I don't think it's a bad take by any no, means. No, like I, I, I think Eichel and the Sabers both have to sort of re-establish his value. Part of me wants to see what he would do in Don Granado's system. I I, I would I, love I, to I see. This, I would love to see Eichel with an order of Donnie Meatballs. I I said this two days ago, like somewhat quietly. Like I still don't want Eichel traded in the sense of his star power, and I'm going more just off of NFL and NBA trades. The team that trades away that superstar player. Almost always never loses. lose, or I'm sorry, almost never wins. I mean, yeah. like it's always they're the loser. You don't have to remind Sabres fans, Ryan O'Reilly. Exactly. I mean, like that was very recently. We thought we were getting rid of a toxic player. 
Turns out he really wasn't. And he wins the Stanley Cup and oh, is the best player oh, on that team. Have toxic players. And there it was. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It all comes around full circle. I know, right? <sighs> all right. Uh, well, we got to get out of here. Uh, next segment's basically going to be non-existent. So, uh, well, I'm going to make this the worst exit we got. This is WGR. Thank you all for joining in this afternoon on Sports Talk Saturday. This is the first time I've been here on a Sports Talk Saturday since June of 2020. It's nice to be back. Originally, I was supposed to be here on the other side, where Zach Jones has filled in more than admirably and capably throughout this afternoon. And instead, I'm on the host chair today. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tolerating. Thank you all for joining in part of the conversation. And of course, thank you to my guests for today. Anthony Scandra of Expected Buffalo. Brian Koziel, your Sabres Radio Network host. Matt Perino, New York Upstate. And Greg Thompson of Cover One. Thank you guys for the discussions. All of those segments with our guests are on demand at WGR550.com. The rest of this show will be uploaded momentarily. You can listen back to anything you want, including me flipping out about Brian Dable calls. So if you want to see a guy who's a part-timer lose his mind, well, here you go. There's your chance. Thank you, everyone that tweeted in. Thank you to everyone that decided to answer the poll that I threw out there randomly. And thank you, Zach, for helping run the show today. This has been Sports Talk Saturday. We're off tomorrow, so enjoy your Bills bye week. Go do those things that you need to do. Go do nothing if you feel like it. Do what you want, because this week we at least get to relax. I'm Derek Kramer. That's Zach Jones. We've been in for Nate Geary. This has been Sports Talk Saturday on WGR Sports Radio 550. Go Bills, go Sabres. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.